0: Now, Fight Back with Libby Nimer on Zoomer Radio brings you prescribed listening from our trusted contributors at the Ontario Pharmacists Association.
1: Moving right along. Three million Canadians have asthma, and another million and a half suffer from COPD, which is a chronic obstructive pulmonary disease. Nayan Patel is nodding his head. I got it right. Um... And it's amazing how many people don't use medications like inhalers properly uh, and otherwise aren't managing these diseases as well as they should be. And your pharmacist is a great resource for all of that. So I am here with our trusted contributor, pharmacist Nan Patel of the Ontario Pharmacists Association, He's here to answer your questions, to take your calls about respiratory issues or any other pharmaceutical issues that you may have on your mind. He is the expert. I'll give the numbers to call before we start our conversation. 416 360 0740, toll free 1 866 740 Hi, Nayan. How are you?
2: I'm great. How are you? Fine,
1: thanks. Well, uh, Am I right? Do you have any idea what percentage of people don't use their inhalers properly?
2: So I I don't know for a fact, but from experience, I know it's a very high number. I was just reading something yesterday, um, and they were talking about the common errors people make when they're using their puffers. And you'd be surprised, some of the, the, the what was on the list, people not taking their cap off their inhaler, people not sealing their lips around the inhaler. And so... Um Really, I think that um, not knowing when to take them and not knowing how to take them is probably one of the biggest um challenges we have as pharmacists when it comes to treating patients with asthma and c o p d
1: and you have to like have a big breath out first, right.
2: You want to prepare your lungs for receiving the medication. So um, taking the uh, blowing all the air out of your lungs so that you're getting ready to inhale the medication and letting it get into the small airways in your lungs is really crucial.
1: Mm-hmm. So you, you kind of blow out and then you make sure. I can see how you wouldn't necessarily naturally close your lips around the
2: inhaler. So each there are many different types of inhalers, and this is maybe what makes it a little bit complicated for people. So some inhalers you need to shake before you start using it. Some you don't want to shake. Some, All of them you have to take blowout and empty air out of your lungs and then get ready to breathe in. But the timing of, of when to breathe in can be different for each type of inhaler. And sometimes people are on more than one different type of inhaler. So we really need to make sure that they know the difference on how to use those inhalers.
1: Yeah. Um, so, uh, again, I mean, it, it seems obvious, but um, I guess people don't think about that. They pick up the inhaler and maybe they, they watch once and they all come with instructions. First of all, the print is really tiny on those instructions, but, you know, it's not necessarily that easy to tell from those printed instructions exactly how to do things.
2: We also know that when we're teaching, there's not. Uh, some people don't learn very well just by reading. Some people need a demonstration. So we have demonstration devices in our store. So when there's a patient getting a new inhaler, we do try to demonstrate on how it actually looks when they're going to use it. I always tell patients to go home and do it in front of the mirror so they can see themselves when they're using it. And that sometimes gives them a little bit of feedback when they look in the mirror. Um, The other thing that they can do is look up some videos. YouTube is is pretty good for... uh, watching um, how to use it, and especially when maybe you haven't used it for a little while and you uh, need a little bit of a refresher, uh, coming back to the pharmacy is absolutely not a problem. We, we, uh, we encourage people to come back and just for us to do a little refresher on how to use their inhaler properly.
1: Are there issues, for instance, of so people use their inhalers for a while and uh, they feel better or they stop wheezing or whatever, and then they stop using them instead of continuing?
2: Absolutely, and we see this all the time. And um, not only that, but we we find that a lot of patients, there's two main types of of, uh, puffers. There's a preventer, which you use all the time, even though you're symptom-free, and that helps keep the airways open um, and unobstructed. And then there's the rescuer ones, which you you have to use when you're having an immediate kind of um, breathing difficulty. So knowing when to use each one is really important. And uh, a lot of times we find that people are using the rescue medications because it gives them immediate relief and they figure they can wait until they have a a breathing problem to use it. And they don't use a preventer medication, which really prevents the airways from getting um, obstructed in the first place.
1: Okay, Uh, I'm going to give the numbers out again. I'm here with our trusted contributor from the Ontario Pharmacists Association, Nayan Patel. We're talking about asthma and COPD, the right way to use your medication. Uh, We want to know if you have questions about your medication or if you have any other questions. As always, our pharmacists are happy to take your questions about whatever your issue is. The number is 416-360-0740. Toll-free 740 And Nan, we talk a lot about deprescribing here. Mm-hmm. And I recently, in the last uh, maybe month, saw a study saying that a lot of people who are on asthma medication should not be because, you know, there, there was some problem sometime in the past and nobody bothered to check to see if they still have asthma. I have to say that I... Personally, used to have asthma, and I haven't had it for for ages.
2: Right. So that is really important that when um, we do a, um, you've probably heard on this uh, on the radio, we've we pharmacists do something called a meds check, and at the meds check, that's a perfect opportunity to us for us to reevaluate every medicine that you're taking. So you know, a good question to ask is that you know if you're using an asthma medication and you haven't had an issue in a long time, then it's probably a good idea for us to try and see what happens if we lower the dose. And lowering the dose is important before you just decide to stop because maybe it was helping a little bit and maybe we can get, get by with the lower dose. So it's not only de-prescribing, but it's also seeing what the minimum effective dose could be for that patient.
1: Mm-hmm. And when it comes to an inhaler, I guess that means using it fewer times a day
2: fewer times a day, or sometimes uh, a a dose might be two puffs at a time, maybe we can reduce it to one puff at a time. Um, And then, you know, you can, if you really wanted to back off a little bit even more, you could go to every other day and and see how well you do.
1: Uh, Yeah, and uh, they, I don't know if they're still prescribed this way, because uh, I think when I was originally diagnosed, it was exercise induced asthma. So they said, take a puff, uh, a couple of puffs uh, before you exercise. Uh, so is is it still prescribed in that way? And uh, if you do that and you have no symptoms, should you try and see what happens if you don't do that?
2: Absolutely. So it is still prescribed that way. So those rescue uh, inhalers, uh, we do recommend sometimes that you use it before you exercise. Um, and so, again, if you're having, let's say, maybe you're having a light workout, maybe you can try without ha- without the puff before that light workout and see how well you do and so it's always a cautious approach if it is a very heavy workout and you know you're going to need it then then you're you're better off taking it because preventing it is probably a little bit easier to to deal with than when you actually have the asthma attack and uh, and then you have to use the medication after that
1: Okay, we're going to take a quick break. Uh, we're going to come back and talk some more about asthma and COPD, when to take your inhalers, when not to take your inhalers. Uh, I'd like to know, um, are you on inhalers now? Do you feel that you're using them in the right way? Um, has it ever occurred to you to see if maybe you should come off them? Uh, you know, asthma, The one of the things that this study that I saw that I found very interesting is that a lot of people got that diagnosis without a real test. Their doctor just kind of assumed, and maybe it wasn't even the right diagnosis in the first place. So I bet there are a lot of people out there who have a diagnosis of asthma, are on inhalers. I, I just would curious to know what the situation is.
0: You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight back with Libby Schneider on Zoomer Radio. Welcome
1: back. I am here with our trusted contributor Nayan Patel from the Ontario Pharmacists Association, and we're talking about respiratory issues, about asthma and COPD. Let's go right to the phones. We've got Barbara in Newmarket. Hi, Barbara. Hello. How are you? How are you. We're, we're fine. How are you?
3: I'm good, thanks. Um, I'm calling because I have COPD. Mm-hmm. Um, not so much a question, but um, we have a support group in Newmarket. Mm-hmm. And every month we have guest speakers come, show us how to use our inhalers or um, different medicines, uh, just ways to, to help us. I didn't know if we had any listeners in the area. It's certainly open to anybody, and it's a very um, nice social afternoon. And they meet every second Thursday at the Newmarket Community Center.
1: hmm uh, And I'm sure there are other support groups. Um, how many medications are you on for COPD?
3: Oh my goodness! I take uh, two different puffers, and I'm on oxygen twenty-four-seven.
2: What are the What are the so kinds it's of a things? Challenge, but what are the kinds of things that um, do you talk about in the support group that uh, you find helpful?
3: Well, um, they, they have most of us uh, seeing our family doctor and uh, we have um, emergency medicine. I have prednisone and an antibiotic on hand in the house mm-hmm. all time, So if I get ill, I can start right away um, taking the medication.
2: Okay, that's good. So your doctor's very proactive that way, that's good to see.
3: It is, yes. And uh like she's really good about seeing us, but still if it's a weekend mm-hmm. and you get sick, this is you know, gets us started right away.
1: What what does that mean to get sick when you have COPD?
3: Oh, if you start to get a cold, if you feel your chest getting tight or runny nose sneezing, um and then I myself get very sick. I've been three months sometimes uh with an acerbation
1: so that's um that's very difficult and And do the uh meds that you have on hand do they work well?
3: well they until you can get to the doctor, like they only give you a few pills right and then you get to the doctor, see what's going on, and she takes over from there. And then puffers, I'm on all the time. And of course, and then they increase. And this is what they've taught us at this class, is is uh, um, your rescue inhaler, don't be afraid to use it.
2: Yeah. Yeah, when you need it, you really need to use it. Um, Yeah, well,
3: a lot of people that came say, oh, it's only for emergencies if you're going to the hospital. But if you've got a cold and you're sick, you should be taking it every four hours. Right, right.
1: Okay, well, I think all those things are very helpful information. Thanks, Barbara, for your call. Okay, keep up the good work. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay. Uh, the numbers again, 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-744-740. Again, I'm curious to know uh, if you're on inhalers, how do you manage them? Do they work well? Um, are you thinking that maybe you got an asthma diagnosis a long time ago and it's time to check if you really have asthma? Uh, give us a shout. I'm here with our trusted contributor, Nayan Patel from the Ontario Pharmacists Association. And uh, we'll also answer your other calls and questions and then uh, how do you try to prevent these diseases
2: well I think uh, when we talk about asthma um, when we talk about COPD sorry um, 80 to 90% of the people who are diagnosed with uh, COPD were former smokers so the the number one thing that you can do is to quit smoking all right and that's way you're gonna prevent uh, asthma and COPD from from getting worse but um, and the other things that you can do is, um, for example, if you suffer from asthma and you know that uh, it's triggered by allergens, well, the idea would be to try and stay away from from those allergens, whether it's smoke, whether it's uh, pollen, um, or, you know, sometimes it's just pollution. So uh, not going out at certain times of the day, that can sometimes reduce the triggers. Uh, sometimes it's cold air, so you know how to, um, uh, how to avoid that if you can Um, and then we talked about uh, exercise so uh, sometimes using the puffers before you exercise can actually help reduce the amount of medicine you'd have to use afterwards
1: okay let's go to cameron in scarborough hi cameron hi how are you fine thank you for taking my call you're very welcome we're
4: listening i'm on two inhalers one is called simbacort okay and the other is called terdoza okay And I was wondering, I've been on these now for about six months. My respirologist recommended these for me. And um, I was wondering, is there any adverse effects to your body over time with these two inhalers?
2: So I think the, the adverse effects are kind of um, they're kind of low because the good thing about these medications is you inhale them they affect the lungs and there's very little systemic absorption of those medications so it's not affecting you know your eyes or your uh, other parts of your body so that's a that's a good part um, in terms of long-term side effects you know one of the medications that you're taking um, has a, a steroid inhaled corticosteroid. So um, sometimes Which one we. Is
5: that? Which one is that?
2: That's the uh, sim, um, Symbicort. Simbacort, okay. Symbicort. So that's why they tell you to rinse your mouth after you use it? Yes. Okay, so we want to prevent, um, inc- reduce your chances of getting a, a, a throat infection, like a, a yeast infection in your throat. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so, uh, you know, that's, that could be one side effect that you could have, and you have to keep your eye on that all the time. Okay. It might change That's your great. voice, but you know those are those aren't uh, very um, you know bad side effects that you could get. I think so. When we weigh the risks and benefits, I think it's uh, we've proven that it's fairly safe to use them long term.
1: Great. Thank you very much. Okay. Thank you. Let's bye bye. Let's go to uh, Francis in Toronto. Hi, Francis. Hi. You're on the air. We're listening. Oh, I have COPD. And I take the
5: puffers of uh, uh, cebriva, Yep. And I take this uh, Vent, is it?
2: Yes, And I it. take
5: uh, Slow Breeze or On Breeze. On And I've had two attacks. I get infection a lot, so I have to take the steroids, right? Mm-hmm. Prednisone. Right. And when I get on them, I get, a, I get really big, and I find they make me have a lot more trouble breathing.
2: Yeah. So the prednisone is important to help reduce that inflammation that you get in your chest, and and you yes. probably only use that when you have a um, an exacerbation of your condition. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. So what uh, so what kinds of things do you do to make sure that um, you can prevent yourself from getting an infection?
5: Well, I try to. I am on am on a bipap at night,
2: uh-huh.
5: and I try. I try to keep as much uh, uh, cleaning of you know, for germs not around my place. Yeah. And uh, I try to keep people away that are sick, right? right? But sometimes it's hard when it's your family members that get sick and then they give it to you, right? Yeah.
2: yeah that can <laughs> And be I difficult. do
5: exercising. I go to West Park uh, Rehab. Okay. And uh, they have classes there for people with uh, asthma and COPD, which is a very good class to get into. And I've done a lot better since I started on... Extra uh exercising, but I still get um uh, a lot of information, right?
2: Yeah. In so, my lungs. So that pulmonary rehab that you're going to is really good. That's I would keep yeah. that up. Highly recommend that. Things like getting your flu shot are important, right? And uh, I get yeah, that, making but I
5: get sick after I get that.
2: <laughs> oh you do. So um there is a there is other vaccines that you might need to get, right, to help keep you healthy. Um, mm-hmm. So just making sure those routine vaccines are, are up to date. Um, are uh, which good. ones are they now? So like Pneumovax, right? Okay. That would be important. Um, and now there's one called Prevnar. So that would be important to probably to get. So you can speak to your doctor about that.
5: Okay. So if I mention them to my doctor, she'll know?
2: Yes. Yeah.
5: Okay. And these are vaccines, right? Correct. Oh, okay.
1: Yeah. Okay, Francis. Thanks so much for your call. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay, let's go to Paula in Mississauga. Hello, Paula. Hi, how are you today? Fine, how are you? I'm fine, thank
4: you. Um, I d- discovered that I found out I had asthma about 15 years ago. That's after I quit smoking. And I gained quite a bit of weight. And I'm, uh, right now I'm on flow vent 250. And two years ago I wasn't taking my puffer uh, properly. And then with an asthma attack at work because of the heat. I was in the hospital for about a week. Wow. So now the doctor, she gave me the, I'm supposed to take the sinus rinse and I have Omnaris nasal spray also to take.
2: Okay. And do, are you wondering if that's the right one? Yeah. Okay. So um, that those the sinus rinse and the omneris are more for your sinuses and for your breathing. Like, yeah, can I take CPAP machine off? I just started taking that a year ago. Right. So that's my why you might need those, but uh, I I don't know if that has anything to do with your asthma. Oh. So, um, but for your asthma, have you had any um, trouble breathing
4: um, in your lungs? I'm getting lazy sometimes because most of the time I feel great. I don't need it. Right. And then, like today, the the humidity and the heat, the, the wetness outside, I didn't take my flow mat this morning and I like can feel I start coughing.
2: Okay.
1: Yeah, you sound a little um, just, wheezy. Yeah.
2: So, so, that is really important that. Um, that you, you know when you're supposed to take it, and then you spoke, speak to your doctor if you're going to decide you're going to stop. Mm-hmm. And one of the things I find really helpful is that if you wrote down exactly how you're feeling, you know, keeping a, a diary of how much you're coughing or how much time, how many times you're you're feeling short of breath, and whether you used your your inhalers or not, and if you took that to the doctor and you showed them that this is where this is my pattern. Then we can really easily figure out whether do we need to change your medications, can we stop it, or do we need to actually add something else to it?
4: Yeah, I was on the purple one before and then they switched me over to the flow vent two fifty. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And so. I know that if um um if the exercise part is not too bad, but it's the humidity
1: and the heat that really gets to me. Right.
2: So you know your triggers.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. that triggers me. Yeah. That's really important. You have yep. to know know your own body. That's uh, kind of rule number one. Yep. Okay, well, thank you very much, and oh. have a wonderful day. Okay, you thank you very Bye. much. Bye-bye. So, um, again, I mean, it's really important to know your triggers and uh, also to take the medication, but if you think that maybe it's a good time to taper off, do it carefully.
2: Do it carefully and uh, on the advice of the doctor because I find a lot of people, uh, some people who have chronic bronchitis and they don't use their puffers, What in the long run what can happen is um, there's some scar tissue that can build up in your airways and they lose that elasticity. So um, And... When that happens, then we later on we find out that the person is developing now COPD. And once that happens, it's really more difficult for us to treat. So if we had treated it properly from the beginning, we probably could have avoided that person from developing uh, COPD.
1: Mm-hmm. W- what exactly is COPD? We don't have much time left I mean, in, in terms of what happens in your lungs.
2: So there are two main types. One is chronic bronchitis and the other is emphysema. And what happens is your airways remain open, uh, there might be some inflammation in there, but they open and they don't close properly. So that really makes it hard for you to take a deep breath and to, to exchange that air that's uh, supposed to happen in your lungs. And so the, because the air doesn't move, you don't get good oxygen um, exchange in your lungs.
1: Okay. So uh, again, that's that's a really important thing to keep in mind that you want to be treating things while they're not critical.
2: Absolutely. Yeah.
1: And um we talked to one lady there who said she 's on oxygen all the time. Is that a difficult thing to manage?
2: Um, it can be very difficult um, when you think about it. It really does limit what you can do and uh, limits your, your mobility um, so when the when the puffers uh, and the pills don 't work anymore and sometimes you don't and you don 't get enough oxygen in your blood, then you do have to resort to um, wearing the oxygen mask and, and getting that uh, uh, so that you can you know become more mobile
1: okay, and uh, just to wrap things up here, and what would you like to leave us with on this?
2: the main thing i and um i I work um at West park family health team part time and i 'm a a lead for smoking cessation there, and I just keep telling people if you do if you are a smoker. Uh, you really got to consider quitting, and if you can't, get some help from some health professionals because uh, there's so many things that uh, that can help prevent, and COPD is one of them.
1: hmm And what about asthma?
2: Asthma. So um, you know you can outgrow it. Uh, sometimes it gets worse. Sometimes it gets better. Uh, know when to use it and know when to stop.
1: Okay. Uh, we have um, maybe a minute left. I'll try to take one more call. Lynn in Burlington. Hi, Lynn. Lynn, are you there? Hello? Hello, Hello
3: this is Jason.
1: Okay. Um, okay, Jason. We have less than a minute left. What's your question, please?
4: Oh, no. I'm in Rochester, New York, and I just wanted to know if you had any advice on how to clean these inhalers. Sometimes they get clogged up a little bit.
2: So a lot of them, you can separate the actual inhaler from the uh, the plastic piece. So you can just rinse that with water and you can dry it. But... Each one is a little bit different. So um, ask your pharmacist how to clean that particular one that you have. Um, Some are easy, some you can't, some you have to replace.
0: You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio.